Over to you, Anne. All right, guys, we're, I'm, I'm reading on page 46. <clears throat> starting on the second full paragraph. Yes, we of agnostic temperament have had these thoughts and experiences. Let us make haste to reassure you. We found that as soon as we were able to lay aside prejudice and express even a willingness to believe in a power greater than ourselves, we commenced to get results, even though it was impossible for any of us to fully define, define or comprehend that power which is God. Much to our relief, we discovered we did not need to consider another's conception of God. Our own conception, however inadequate, was sufficient to make the approach and to effect a contact with him. As soon as we admitted the possible existence of a creative intelligence, a spirit of the universe, underlying the totality of things, we began to be possessed of a new sense of power and direction provided we took other simple steps. We found that God does not work, does not make too hard terms with those who seek him. To us, the realm of the spirit is broad, roomy, all-inclusive, never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. It is open, we believe, to all men. When therefore we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. This applies, too, to other spiritual expressions which you may find in this book. Do not let any prejudice you may have against spiritual terms deter you from honestly asking yourself what they mean to you. At the start, this was all we needed to commence spiritual growth, to affect our first conscious relation with God as we understood him. Afterward, we found ourselves accepting many things which then seemed entirely out of reach. That was growth, but if we wished to grow, we had to begin somewhere. So we used our own conception, however limited it was. We needed to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe, or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? As soon as a man can say that he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically ensure him that he is on his way. It has been repeatedly repeated, it has been repeatedly proven among us that upon this simple cornerstone, a wonderfully effective spiritual structure can be built. That was great news for us, for we had assumed we could not make use of, we could not make use of spiritual principles unless we accepted many things on faith, which seemed difficult to believe. When people presented us with the spirit with spiritual approaches, how frequently did we all say, I wish I had what that man has. I'm sure it would work if I could only believe if he believes, but I cannot accept as, as surely true the many articles of faith which are so plain to him. So it was comforting to learn that we could commence on a simpler level. Thanks, Anne. Thank you. Thanks, Ann. <clears throat> Paul, alcoholic. Hey, Paul. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's amazing. It's sort of like someone who's dying of thirst and you're having to try to convince them to take a glass of water. Uh, Bill W. really bent over backwards to try to make this available as easily as possible for people with a lot of considerations and concerns. But one part I wanted to speak about here is the idea of 
a higher power of your own understanding. The way I read this, this was a beginning point. It's not, and then we grow into other ideas about the higher power. Hold on. I'm the doorman for a cat at the same time. Uh, this is how I it. He's talking about when therefore we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. Four page, top of 47. This applies to, to other spiritual expressions which you, you find in this book. Do not let any prejudice you may have against spiritual terms deter you from honestly asking yourself what they mean to you. At the start, this was all we needed to commence spiritual growth. At the start, yeah, to affect our first conscious relation with God as we understood him. Afterward, we found ourselves accepting many things which then seemed entirely out of reach. So I have a little bone to pick about this idea of a conception uh, God of our own understanding. I believe it's a beginning point. I think that's what he's saying here. And then because AA works and there's a sense of a presence, I don't care what we call it, but you'll start sensing this presence, a new power flows in. All of these things lead to another idea of that which you had a conception of, in my experience. So in my little journey, it was, all right, make the door really wide. So a higher power of my own understanding. But when there was a contact with that power by its effects in my life through the recovery program, it was obvious I came to a conclusion that I'd rather have a higher power of its own understanding. Yeah. So the idea of my own understanding is like an, a beginning point. It's not meant to, well, it could be whatever it wants to be, but it wasn't it wasn't set up in the big book to be, oh, this is the way it's going to be throughout your whole program. No, it's a starting point. That's what I felt he was implying. And so, because if you don't know something, all right, and yet people have been telling you all about it and you sort of uh, disagree with a lot of that. So you're not into it because that's not what I know or think I know about it. But when you find out about something, it's a different form of knowledge. So when I find out suddenly, I realize that something is doing for me what I can't do for myself. That sudden realization leads somewhere. It just it isn't just a sudden realization that just goes off and then disappears. It leads to an understanding of a higher power. Yeah. Not my own understanding but an understanding of the effect of the higher power. Yeah. So my understanding of the higher power comes from it's working in my life, not an idea that I have about it or an idea someone else has about it. This is why this program is a living program. And these things they describe when you take this position of feeling, a, you know, the conscious presence or, feeling this new power flow in, you have a new employer. This is the feeling of spirit expressing itself through us. And because we're not two levels of below a coconut, you can become aware of that energy that's expressing through you. 
and then you may give it a term of God or the universal spirit or grace, whatever. It doesn't matter the name. It matters the relation. Yeah. The, the sense of, of experiencing it to, to be able to, to, to see its footprints in your life, to see it's like, uh, you know, the anonymousness of it in all of these coincidences to start seeing it in our own lives. This intimacy is, is the beginning of the movement towards relying on something infinite. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it's amazing for, you know, if, if people had a daily reprieve from cancer, there'd be a huge line. You'd have to fucking reserve a chair at a meeting a month before. But because the problem we, we seem to suffer under is of the mind, that's where it resides. It's a whole different thing than a physical disease because the problem talks to us as us and the problem is resistant to a solution. <laughs> and because we're identified as the problem, we think we're resistant to the solution. Yeah. It's just mind boggling. It's incredible that if you could, if we could take an x-ray of our life and see the, the pitiful and comprehensible demoralization the, the depths of exquisite suffering we've gone under <laughs> and, and not to have a giant uh, earn, uh, like uh, enthusiasm for another solution. Yeah, there's got to be something that's having a huge influence without us knowing it. And I truly believe the disease protects itself from the cure by talking as us to us, yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm amazing, really. It's amazing to me. I think it's amazing to all of us. I mean, the recovery program really doesn't, like it says, willing to go to any lengths. Have you really been called to any great lengths to, to stay sober? No, you went to great lengths to get loaded, mostly. <laughs> So sometimes when it says, uh, be willing to go to any lengths, there's no length. It's just, it's like it says here, this power, you know, one little like glance of interest brings the grace in, you know? <laughs> I mean, an inordinate amount of help comes for just a little bit of willingness to uh, respond to it. It just blows my mind to this day. I mean, uh, yeah, so all right, thank you. Okay, thanks very much. Um, so it's your opportunity now, um, whether you're watching on Facebook, I know Kaiser's monitoring the Facebook page and um, anyone in this room, if you've got a, a question or you wanna raise your hand or there's something you'd like to um, share with Paul, then please go right ahead. Um, I know Paul, just from um, Tuesday, you, you mentioned about abstinence um, as a topic. And um, I know, and so I'm just wondering whether you wanted to, I was intrigued to hear that. So I was just wondering if you wanted to perhaps elaborate a little bit more about that. It's, it's hard to elaborate over there, it because it's a condition. Okay. Uh, 
if you're not in it, you can't know it really. It would be <laughs> not doing something. But to me, it has a whole lot more to do with than with that. Yeah, it's a completely space in and of itself. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, saying no to something, you pass that point. You're really free for that day. The problem doesn't exist for you. I mean, that's not like, I'm not saying no or yes. There's just no need. There's no need to respond. There's nothing clamoring at the door to get me loaded. Really? Yeah. I mean, for me, abstinence. uh, Now let's say it's such a defining line. What happens you if you throw if you throw a little rope to hit the big dog on the other side and start teasing it? Yeah, maybe mm. if it wakes up, that abstinence will be gone. Yeah, so I really honor it. You know, I don't play around with oh, you know, it'd be fascinating to get loaded again or this or that. Yeah, mm. Mm. I don't go anywhere near that shit. First of all, I have no interest in it. But I mean, that abstinence I take for granted. Now, if I acted out, it would probably not be available, obviously. So I take for granted, but in a very honoring way. It's not like I really, really fucking appreciate it. And I see a lot of people still struggling. They got one foot in and one foot out. And they're not either in or out. It's sort of a drag. It's uh, so abstinence mm. means a whole lot more than just not doing something. <laughs> In my experience. Yeah. yeah. And then it leads um... not only abstaining from drinking or drugs. Obviously, there's an abstaining of finding a lot of interest in false evidence. Yeah. There's, there's an abstaining in that. That's not something you do. It's an effect you're expressing. In other words, something has worked on you to a point where you're not doing abstinence yet. It's just the condition you're in. Yeah. And you're Mm. just describing Mm. the condition. You're not, you, you didn't, you didn't get yourself there, but you're there. And so you can describe the condition and and experience the condition but, but I don't think you can do abstinence. I can't. Maybe you can. Maybe you can, like, uh, whatever, white knuckle it and not drink and not use. I don't think that, to me, that's not abstinence. Abstinence is very freeing. Yeah? It gives you a lot, a lot of space. It's not like you're being kept from something you, you really will love to do. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I guess it happens. I guess it happens in that wreckage, in that kind of a when you give up or when, whenever that rock bottom is, and it's between you know when it's like almost after a war, or after a battle, and you get that little bit where you don't listen to the exact nature of the wrong as you describe it. It's sort of you, it's been bombarded enough that you kind of there is a lull, and you get it. You're you're afforded an opportunity maybe. Well, you're being you've been convinced. You're being convinced. Hmm. The hmm. convincing is one of the, the foundations of it, yeah? If mm. you're thoroughly convinced mm. of your capabilities and your incapabilities, you realize you can't get out of self as self. <laughs> you just do. 
You know, there's not mm -hmm. a point in recovery where it turns into a self-help program. It doesn't. It doesn't have a seven-year mm -hmm. reliance on God or higher power. And then from seven to 14, there's self-reliance because now it's been rehabilitated. And then there's an option from 14 to 21. You can go either way or a mix. No, <clears throat> it doesn't turn into any point where you get the, the self that you're not gets real a bit rehabilitated to try to take over the reins of your life anymore. It's a done deal. You're convinced. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. And Thank you, you very know, much. Well, we put a few hands up now. And um... see, you look at people in AA. I know a lot of people that end up hating AA, and then they go out and drink, and they inevitably have to come back to AA. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mm. how many of those rotations will it take for something to uh, to occur? All right, I hate this. Shit. Yeah, you drink, and the only place you can go back to is AA. There's nothing else that's near ne that nearly works. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I used to talk to people about it as, "Hey, you're on a horse. You decide to jump off the horse. Life kicks the living shit out of you, brings you back to the same horse, and then you mm -hmm. got to get on it and ride. Why just? Why not stay on?" <laughs> If the getting off leads you to having to go back, why just maybe option for, hey, <laughs> hey, please, higher power, allow me to stay on the horse. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I think there's, uh, let's say life produces thousands of assessments, yeah? Mm -hmm. of the failedness of what you relied on. And then there's a critical point where you're convinced. I believe we have the ability to be convinced. I do. Mm. Or at least I have. I didn't know it, mm. but I, ha I have been convinced mm. that any life run on self-will will hardly be a success. I'm completely convinced of that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't go up. It doesn't come up for review every three months. It's, oh, now that I'm feeling better, it will work. I don't see it. I just, I know the failure of the system that there was a reliance on completely. I don't see, you can dress it up. You can put fucking lipstick on the snake or whatever. <laughs> lipstick on the pig, legs on the snake. It doesn't work. Yeah. So, yeah. And, real, and that's how things really work is by the admittance of what doesn't work, yeah? By coming to a sober assessment of the facts of your life. Are you powerless over alcohol and drugs? And are you the cause of the unmanageability? You're attempting to manage and it's not you, it's actually self. Self's managing has led your life to be unmanageable. Yes or no, truly, yeah? Mm. Or do yes. you believe that, you know, if I got physically better or I had enough money, then I could pull it off. Well, you know what? Then you'll probably have to go through the failure of that so that you're finally convinced. Now, I would just say, hey, I'm convinced, even if I believe it or not. <laughs> just act as if you're convinced and get on with it. Yeah, because mm -hmm. being convinced is a requirement. 
you know, why listen to your head to tell you if it's convinced or not? I don't believe mm. the head. Just mm. act as if you're convinced. Mm. Mm. Just um, wanted to just go a little bit just on that, on sort of a little bit of an offshoot from that. Um, I've heard the term, and we've used it a few times on this meeting, about drunk Buddhists. Um, and I just wanted to sort of get your take on that. Is that predominantly because people, you know, for whatever reason, aren't, don't use the 12 steps or AA as the basis still as they can fly off to the moon and fly off into the universe and stuff, but they forget where they kind of, where they, where they were tethered. I'd, just, I'd be interested yeah, in your I would, it's a joke in a way, but it comes out of observation. Yeah, because the head wants to replace AA with other mm. things. Yoga, mm. health, yeah. Mm. Sometimes they say, well, we're synthesizing, we're putting it together, but a lot of times there's a loss of, of, of interest in the steps and I'm much more interested in the yoga posture. So I'm going to yoga my mm. way out of active addiction or alcoholism, yeah? And in mm. those cases, the person usually goes back out sooner or later. Mm. That's my, it's a joke, but I, it didn't come from, it came from observation. I had a very incredible time. I was speaking somewhere once, and in the 70s, there was a Tibetan Buddhist guy called uh, Trungpa Rinpoche. Yeah. Came a fa- okay. He was an alcoholic, actually. He died an alcoholic. He started a place called the, the Naropa Institute in Colorado. Yeah. So a lot okay. of people, and I went there. I didn't go, I went to see it when I was in Colorado, when I was trucking around in the 70s. Yeah. And uh, this guy came up to me in a talk after the talk, and he said, you know, I was at the beginning of Naropa, yeah, and there was a large groups, and there was large group and of addicts, alcoholics, yeah, and so mm-hmm. this they broke up into two groups. One group, yeah, had the twelve step program and Buddhism, and the other group tried to mm-hmm. synthesize the two with the emphasis on Buddhism. And the guy told me more of those fuckers got drunk than the other guy. Yeah. Mm. That's mm. simple. Yeah, mm. and it made an effect on me. I mm. said, now that's a very interesting freaking story. Yeah. Mm. Very. Mm-hmm. Because the head, the disease resides in the head. Yeah. Mm. And mm. While you do stuff, it's doing stuff with what you're doing. Okay. While you're doing something and it think and you think it's you and it's only you, it's along for the ride and it's claiming what you're doing and it's using it for its own advantage. It doesn't mean it succeeds, but it's attempting to all the time. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Same thing yep. like with the idea of non-duality. People in recovery who are in and out of recovery, they hear the message, well, if there is no self, then there's no alcoholic, therefore I don't need to die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they follow that line and they get drunk and they go through a terrible depression and a terrible bottom because they don't realize what's going on. The brain and the body has alcoholism. Let's say if you were a spiritual adept and mm-hmm. you reach the highest level of awakening, let's say, 
and you are also a diabetic, are you going to stop taking the insulin every day? No. Probably not, because mm. you know that the problem with the insulin is of the body. Yes? Yes. Alcoholism is brain, body. Yeah? Yeah. There's no spiritual malady. It's a mental malady. Yeah. This disease talks to us as us. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. some of us have been introduced to the way of life of recovery and it's worked fucking just fine. Now your interest may lead to other places. Yeah. But mm. watch out. The head doesn't see anything. Sometimes doesn't see something as an addition. It sees it as a replacement. Yeah. Mm. This is going to replace AA. It's not going to be an addition. It's going to replace it. Yeah. You may not be mm. saying it, but something may be driving to that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, I won't go into too much. It's the um, it's it's funny how that dogma gets involved with the twelve steps, and it never seems to work. And I, I don't. I might be wrong. There might be cases where it does work, but it seems to, in my experience, it, for whatever reason, you mix the two. You you can't really mix it up, and it just it it, it leads to a. You know, there's, there's not as much power, so I don't know. Well, some people it's working for, but the point yeah. is, uh, for some some people it won't. Yeah, mm. yeah. But I like the. I don't want to. Uh, I think if something is sound enough, it can stand on its own, so it can stand next to something. I don't need to synthesize it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I can have Buddhism and I can have AA. I don't want to squeeze it into like a, a spiritual sausage, you know, with too much fucking shit in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? yeah. You know, yeah. it's beefish, but I mean, how much beef is in it? Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's yeah. my own experience. That's my opinion. But yes. I've witnessed a lot over the years because yes. I've spoken to a lot of different groups and, uh, the head is always looking for the easier, softer way, which turns out to be a very fucking laborious, harder way. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Right. Thank you very much, Paul. So we're going to go. We've got a few hands up now. I'm going to go to a John W. John, do you want to come in, mate? You got a question for Paul? Yeah. Hey, Paul. Hey, everybody. John, alcoholic. Hey, mate. Um. I have something I want to run past you, Paul, and I'm, I apologize if this is somewhat a controversial topic, um, but I don't know what to do in this situation. I have a, a uh, someone in the program who's who's pretty close to me, who's worked the steps and has been sober for a few years. Uh, they're younger, and they recently uh, notified me. It's a it's a guy that they notified me that they. Uh, have decided or, or whatnot that they don't have a gender. So they want to be like a gender neutral person. Let's call him Bob. Well, Bob wants to go by uh, like Hammy now, which he finds is a gender neutral name. Now I am pretty close to him and I'm, I'm, and I know that I'm not my name and I'm trying to explain to them that, that while they might want to change their name, um, that still doesn't change like who they are as a person. And I have no problem with calling them that other name. Uh, but 
the emphasis that they're putting on the name is like so strong that if if you aren't to call them the new name then you're being you're you're being hurtful and i and you're being whatever and i'm conflicted with 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 being a a kind person and supporting them while also i have the feeling that i'm like reinforcing the self somewhat with the situation because of the emphasis that they're placing on the name and and if you and they think they are that name that new name and the other person is like died you know what i'm saying and i just wanted to get your take and i'm sorry if that's it's a new kind of controversial issue in our society these days and it's uh in light of everything we talk about, it's uh, it's a little little. Um, I need some help with that. All right. Well, I'm just gonna give. See again. Let's say someone has is new in giving themselves a new name and a new idea of agenda. Of course, when you first enter something like that, you're usually quite rigid. Yeah. So. Mm. You're super gung ho. You're very this and like that. That's gonna change when they yeah. get looser in it. And you know, sometimes the best thing when people are confused is to reinforce a sense of self. Mm. Yeah. So that other things, when that can get some somewhat stabilized, other things can come and go and bring messages that they not may not be getting because they're in this flux. Yeah. So. Yeah. Who am I to say? And I would just stick with it. Uh, I'd honor the person's wishes and just keep on, you know, participating in, in them with the 12 steps in the program. Yeah. All right. Sim- simple enough. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, look at what happened when people first get sober and they get so they get great results. They become they, you know, proselytize. They go out. They want to get everyone sober. And we go through that phase and then you learn and then you move on. So this person's, uh, yeah, he's entered a, he or she has entered a big new phase. And of course, you know, the walls are up and there's an us and them and everything like that. That will change. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. All right. So. All right. All right. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Cheers, John. That was awesome, mate. Thanks very much for that. We always love a bit of controversy. That's fantastic. Hey, um, and uh, we've got old Dave from NYC. Have you got a question, Dave? I'm going to mute you, mate, for a question. Hi, Dave, alcoholic here. Hey. Oh, good, good to see you, Paul, as usual. Good to hear your heart. I appreciate that. Um, I, I've been attending, uh, uh, is there, isn't there such thing, is there such thing as breaking group anonymity? I'm kidding. I've been, I've been attending a group called uh, uh, time, time, is, uh, time Is Now, uh, Prime Now, and they talk about the mind power disease of the recovered alcoholic. And most of these guys, like myself, I mean, it's still relative long-term sobriety. For, for me, it's pretty long. Most of them have a 20 years or more. And they talk about the mind power disease, and I like that. I love what you said about... Uh, I, I have a very strong ego, and oh, actually, let, let me let me backtrack. Uh, on on Facebook, I had they call it discussions or arguments. Just this one guy had had the nerve. There goes my ego. Had the, had the nerve to tell me I cannot be a twelve step Buddhist because I don't believe in God. Wow, I I, I don't I don't. 
and, and I, I know I can be, and I am. Uh, I mean, I had a spiritual awakening, uh, not awakening, but uh, right at this meeting, when you talk about, I never heard it put that way before, where I'm conscious of, of my awareness and that I have a relationship with my consciousness, and, and that's Buddhism, and I have a, it doesn't matter what I call Dave, it. Dave, and sorry, I'll, excuse me, Dave, excuse me, Dave, mate, have you got a, is there a question in there? Just wanted to, because we've got a few hands up, mate, so if you can ask a question, that'd be awesome. With respect. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's getting I got to have my own. He's no, got, I, he's no, got no, permission. No, I actually wasn't getting that. <laughs> All right. I know. Why are people so, why, why, maybe keep it simple, stupid. Why are people, the people that are really intelligent have a hard time with this program? How about that for a question? Good question. Because, because I'm, I'm, I'm in touch with that. that no, okay, thank you. <laughs> Well, again, it's if you, look at, if you look at page 53, when we talk about the idea of faith, a lot of us have an abject faith in reason or intellect. So this is what we've relied on. Yes. And this is not an intellect relying program. It's a higher power relying program. So, yeah, that's why <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. If basically... You've been relying on your intellect or on the intellect. Uh, that could be. That could be because then you're putting that before the higher power. Yeah. And as we notice with people, I remember this lady I used to share with at a, a hospital and institution meeting for like 11 years. She ended up going back out and killing herself. But she would be great at this place because she lived at this facility. And she had graduated and she had been in every part of the facility. And she said the first time that she went for an interview, uh, they, she said she had an apartment and a boyfriend and a job and she wasn't going to enter that program because of those three things. And then the lady said, well, my feeling is if you don't enter this program, you're going to lose the boyfriend, the job and the place. And that's what happened. Yeah. So the idea of, when the intellect is put up is put at a higher level of let's say the higher power then that in a way is what causes it to uh become an obstruct it can be an obstruction to the the workings of the program there's nothing wrong with that intellect it's just uh yeah in this case uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah what a, you know the higher power obviously is meant to be in the in the first position and then the other things align with that we don't try to, uh, to align the higher power with the intellect we align the intellect and the will with the higher power yes i mean that's the north star that's the starting point Thanks very much. Please, Dave. Good to see you, mate. Thanks very much for that. Um, Maggie, do you want to ask? questions today. It's good. It is. They're different. It's good. Maggie, I think uh, you've got your hand up there. I'm just asking you to unmute. Try to speak up. You'll have to speak up, Maggie. 
Okay. Okay. Well, my name, first of all, let's get it straight. My name's Maggie. I'm an alcoholic. Hello. And um, I'm a great lesson and warning and anything for someone that had 30 years and drank again. So, first of all, there's a bit of good air. Uh, okay. So, I'm losing uh, some of what. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to stop your video there, Maggie, so you can. Uh, so that might be clear. So try that now. Does that help with the sound now? That's a so, little bit better. If you come, if you come closer, if you come closer, we'll hear you better. I'm sure. Okay. Okay. I'm right up on top of the phone now. That's perfect. Just try so, that. So yeah, yeah. May twenty third, nineteen eighty eight, was my sobriety date, and um, I was with a a, a sangha. And uh, I'm not blaming anything on anybody outside of myself. It's there's, there's, um, how do I, how do I say that there's that much knowing? And yet I was hanging around the sangha that was with the, there's no doer, blah, blah, blah. And the teacher was drinking and having drinking parties. And then the idea from the teacher was, and I trusted this teacher for five, five plus years that, um, that my sobriety was holding me back from awakening. Okay, now I know. <laughs> she's, I think she's gone, sorry. <laughs> Kaiser Sozi, she's gone. Okay. There's a lot to chew on right there. There was, yeah. She'll so, be back. She will be back. Okay, so um, we're going to elaborate on that. So I know that Lebowski had his hand up and it seems to have lowered again. Lebowski, have you chickened out or are you going to ask a question, mate? Um, I did chicken out because I oh, didn't no. feel like I had a question, really. Um, <clears throat> I've, um, I've really asked Paul all the questions I need to, I need to ask. Um, but I keep wanting to come on and, and participate and comment because I like the, you know, the forum. And, um, but I end up telling a story about some story. And so, you know, I just want to, so, and I don't want to blow a bunch of smoke because I would do that too, because I'm very grateful for it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I just, I, I like the feeling of traveling lighter. I like, I, I like settling into the idea of seeing what I'm not. I was, you know, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. The other day I was walking around the neighborhood trying to figure out the meaning of life. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked like a man doing that. And then a few minutes later, I realized I was storytelling again. And I looked like a man who just realized he was, you know, he didn't believe in stories anymore. <laughs> and, you know, the walk back home was lighter. And, and that's enough for me. And I like the idea of sometimes saying, you know, thank you, God, that's enough, which I've heard Paul express before. And so, you know, I just, <clears throat> over the time of the videos on YouTube uh, that were prior recordings up into the live thing that we're doing now, it's just been a great thing for this to settle in and percolate up and do whatever it does, but to just gently start seeing you know, what I'm not is just, it took me a while to, <laughs> you know, for the head, you know, and the cop and the policeman or the uh, policeman and the thief thing took a while for me to see, but 
over time I start seeing it and the experience is always um, of the proctological nature, <laughs> of the spiritual proctological nature. <laughs> and for that, I'm always grateful. And I don't always have time. This is a chance for me to say thanks. So thank you. Yes. yes. We're going to put out a, a YouTube tutorial, the, the divine proctologist. <laughs> so you can try yeah. it at home. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give That'll you a step-by-step -step procedure. Yeah. <laughs> no tools required. <laughs> Put it with the pooper scooper. It'll be great. Yeah. So um, we've got a question from Walt. Thanks for that, James, by the way. That was really good. Of hey, you, you know, hey, Dave. Yeah. I just want to jump in for a second. Sure. The nucleus of all the reluctant willingness to show up and stuff like that over the years is the relief that came about. I'm profoundly grateful for the relief that came into my life because there's no way Something did for me what I could not, nor anyone else could not do for me. It's just that freaking simple. Yeah. And not that I didn't have the abilities, but they were quite obscured. But to be able to enjoy peace of mind, not to be dictated by a head that's based on false evidence, all of these living uh, conditions right now were brought about by something intervening in this life. You wanna call it, it's calling card grace, who cares? I don't know, but I do know I have a great gratitude for the effects. And these were not easy come, easy go effects. They became established, yeah? A new attitude and a new outlook a new freedom and a new happiness, a recognition of the old. And I didn't hear it at a meeting. I heard it somewhere inside, but I'm bringing it to a meeting. Yeah. And it's been put to the test. I've sat with it or in it for years and years and years. It, it's basically came to be the last answer which took all need for any other answer out of the equation about this incredibly important topic to me, which was spirituality. Yes. So that's why we show up, I guess, for today. I don't even know why, but it's a nice story. So I'll use that story today. But uh, I'm so keen on passing it on uh, and at the same time, not being in the outcome business. So basically it's out of my jurisdiction, but I just come here, something comes through and it does what it's gonna do with you basically. And I hope I hear from you a year or two later and you can report back your traveling lighter. Hallelujah. Yeah. You don't know how important a little traveling lighter is. I mean, it's 
the beauty is in the little things. Yeah. Is, is in the ability to pay attention to let's say a hummingbird appearing at the window. Yeah. To be able to, when the cat needs to go out and it doesn't meow, I can read this cat's head. So I know I let it out. It's so beautiful that you're available to all this. Yeah. Without any thought of effort, it's not like a heroic fucking uh, a destination from an arduous journey. I mean, I haven't been asked to go to any lengths, really. <laughs> Tell you the truth. Since I've been sober. Tell you the truth, literally. Very little. So, uh, yeah, I hope. And I have faith in the message. And I have faith that what you suffer from isn't unique and isn't special. It isn't. And basically it isn't real. It's manufactured and reinforced. I know we have physical ailments and mental illnesses. Yes, they seem as real as real can be for the 70 or 80 years you're on this planet, but I still don't believe they're real either. But I mean, a lot of the shit that we're dealing with has been made up, yeah? We're making shit out of nothing. And that energy that does that can be put to better use and you can't direct it to that end. You have to surrender and allow, and allow it to be put to better use by something greater than you. That's it, yeah? It will be put to great use. You're, the worst stories of your life will have value by sharing it with others under the auspices of being directed by this higher power, whatever you want to call it, this spirit, yeah? Or not a self-centered system of thought, yeah? I mean, when does the, when, what's the third point? First, you sincerely take it, that you get established in it, and then there's other phases of that same uh, process. So you sincerely take the position of reliance on the higher power. You get established in it. And then new results come in. Then they wrote the book. But what's come after that? After you've been an established? A whole lot more results occur. More changes occur. They didn't have, they didn't have that. Four, they only had four years of sobriety when they wrote the book. They haven't been under this influence for 40 years as some people have in 50 years and one fucking day of sobriety. More is being revealed. And there's, there's points beyond being established in it. There's points beyond that for sure. Yeah. So the basic physical premise here is not to drink a day at a time. Mm -hmm. That's what allows all these other possibilities to flourish. If that isn't dealt with, hearing all this information isn't going to do what it was able to do because the elephant in the room is sucking in the oxygen. Yes, we got to have sobriety a day at a time, physical, emotional, sobriety then all this other stuff can it be added on to it yes so let's not free let's not get a go too far off the basic invitation which is 
you'll never start drinking again. It's not stopping drinking. It's you'll never start drinking. That's the beauty of it. Yep. That's the abstinence. And if you do, if there is drinking, the same thing, the solution is available. A data time, you can stop drinking, and then the same grace will be available, and the same possibilities will be offered again and again and again and again and again. So what? no matter how many times you fail, you never fail because the solution is still available to you. What an incredible gift, yeah? You would think there would be, all right, you, you, uh, you refuse the invitation after 15 times, no invitation for you. It's not like the soup Nazi. No, if you go to the fucking place and you're willing to you know, admit that you've been, you're fucked, there you go, you're gonna get some soup. Okay. Thanks, Paul. Um, we've got two more questions up. We've got Walter and then we've got Kaiser's going to finish us off. Um, All right. I, and I just wanted to say thank you for uh, being doing this as well because it, you've certainly, I've had, it's been a privilege to to get all this <laughs> over the last eight, nine months. It's been, it's been awesome. So I'm, I'm deeply in gratitude to yourself and for the message that you bring forward. So thank you. Walter, my mate in Holland, do you want to come in, mate? You want to, you've got a question? Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Well, you just brought uh, tears to my eyes. Uh, yeah, this whole thing about uh, drinking and spiritual seeking. Basically, I've been doing this all my life, you know. Um, it always wondered me, you know. I, I, I know this story about the divine intervention that happened to me, that I look back, how did I get out of it? How can I be that I'm suddenly uh, totally struck sober, although uh, half in a psychosis uh, and suddenly, boom, I'm out of it. And I was also always wondering, you know, uh, about uh, a dude like Gurdjieff, for instance. You know, he was a fucking alcoholic. And in his biography, biography, he also states it, you know, from, hey, another drink, another cigarette. But still, he was completely, complete clarity. I remember stories about Ramdas that somebody uh, gave him acid. Next day, they was asking, hey, did you have visions? And he just said, well, what visions? I know in Holland, several people who are totally clear but they enjoy that drink, you know? And it made me always wonder, you know, uh, well, anyway, you know, I'm sober, sober. I'm not gonna try, uh, hopefully by the grace of God, I'm not gonna pick up again because it was no fun anymore. But so to, to me is the question from, I mean, uh, the higher power or consciousness or whatever you wanna call it, it must be stronger as whatever, you know, as whatever drug, isn't it? It is there always, although the things things is being dropped. The thing, the point too is, something is moving through all of us. Yeah, 
something is moving through all of us. Yeah. And then there's the body experience. So there's some, and there's some incredible, incredible stuff comes through people. And yet if that, the alcoholism is like a deep mental groove in that body brain action figure, it's going to end up badly for that person. Oh, Even for sure. though they served and helped thousands of people, they're going to die an alcoholic, an active, active alcoholic. Yeah. Trunk from Rinpoche, he asked for a drink when he was passing away. This is what happens. We're being used, yes? But what's using us isn't gonna define how the body is completely, yeah? If you're fucked as a brain and a body, you're gonna be fucked. You'll say beautiful things will come through you and shit like that, and you're gonna have a horrible fucking condition, yeah? Yes? So let's not believe one is going to be like the magical elixir for the problems and the fate of the action figure. It probably won't be. So, yes, recognizing the condition of the action figure is, hey, one isn't enough and a thousand, you know, one's too many and a thousand ain't enough. Hey, you've, you've come to that assessment. Yeah, all right. I have a way of life that takes care of that, yeah. I'm now in abstinence concerning drinking and drugs. I don't give a shit about them. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now, what's coming through me has nothing to do with the body. I saw it happen in my own life. I used to speak at AA every night on Monday night for years. And this power was coming through. And it had nothing to do with my condition. Sometimes I was sinus infection. My girlfriend just left me. I was waiting to hear if I have AIDS. I had no money. As long as I went to that meeting, something came through. So obviously that which was coming through wasn't based on my condition. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Now, we'll... You've got an ailment, a physical, mental ailment called oh, al sure. alcoholism. It's best that you don't drink <laughs> and yeah. you don't yeah, do yeah, drugs. Yeah. It's just that simple. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm convinced. Yeah, I actually know that you have so much problem with it, you know? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and... Uh, I'm just trying to get rid of all the Mongols around me. <laughs> I love you, Walter. You're a character. Thank you. Yes. You're one of my. You're one. I love every square, but you're a, you're one of my favorite squares. <laughs> okay. So uh, last... Kaiser. Then we're going to take. Kaiser's got a. I think Kaiser's got a pearler. Over to you, Kaiser. Thanks, everybody. I don't know if I've got a perler, but hey, mm -hmm. Paul. Um, it, it seems like my my higher power or what I am or whatever is 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 strongly, most effectively coming through the twelve steps and my alcoholism. Um, it, it's it's kind of odd. You're, you're talking about abstinence today. Um, last night I had to go to the emergency room and had a, some pretty severe pain. And then the doctor asked me, 
when I was going to go home if I'd like to take some pain meds because it was severe pain. And I, I almost broke down and almost like started crying. It was weird. I, I, I just said, I, I, I would, I, I don't want to do that. I had, you know, long-term sobriety and it was too precious to me. And it, it seemed as almost that was like the gratitude. Like I, I have a way of life. I don't want to risk that. And enlightenment or, or uh, awareness or all that stuff is really, really important to me, but I don't want to trade what I have for something more or something else. I'd like to have what I have maybe express more, but not without messing with my um, sobriety. I mean, the doctor didn't walk in my shoes and he was saying that it could be beneficial. And I just said, but not for me. Um, and that's not a judgment, but it's, it's confusing, Paul. It seems like who I am and what I am really expresses best through my understanding of, of the 12 steps. And there's more than the 12 steps. And I love to enjoy that and, and, and ex, ex, experience and go there. But it, it just seems like my higher power has told me clearly, this is where I start. Well, there you go. What more do you need? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you're in a you're in a recovery renaissance. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it's it's wonderful when you can have an assurance. You're at the right place at the right time. Just fucking go with it. Yeah, yeah. This Thanks. is all being on a need to know basis. Yeah, I mean, if something's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just makes sense to allow it to work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is the way there's going to be, let's say, divine communication with you is through the AA program. Far out. You got the channel. You got the bandwidth. You can pick it up. There you go. Get on with your day. <laughs> isn't it amazing that you love what you had to be which is sober <laughs> it's sort of nice <laughs> yeah. yeah because you have to be sober i mean seriously it's not like oh maybe maybe not i'm a critical case I have to be sober <laughs> as a starting point. It's really nice that I love it. It's a nice uh, combination. Yeah. <laughs> make hay, brother. Make hay while the making's good. Yeah. 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 Thanks. I, I like being sober. I didn't, I didn't want to get altered. I really, really didn't. I like it. I like being sober. I just do. And that's odd. Or an alcoholic, but I, I just have gratitude. That's it. But you're going to be altered, but you're going to be altered through recovery. But you're going to be altered. Don't worry about that. Yeah? Yeah. Thanks, Paul. See, we always want to be a four-ounce cup, but it wants to give us eight ounces. So <laughs> The head wants to keep it small and contained. It wants it to overflow and be a wild river. Yeah? Yeah. It does. I mean, I love the idea of love demanding itself from us. 
Yeah, because that's how I feel at times. I keep getting, I think I'm going to just ride into the sunset and then life has another idea planned for me. <laughs> like meeting a person, getting into a relationship and shit like that. But I've learned to say yes to those invitations because they are win-wins. And uh, yeah. Don't you have that feeling? You can sort of tell like, uh, you know, you get a lot of mail all day in life, but sometimes you can tell uh, where the mail comes from when you open it, you know, and you've received a lot of mail from that source, let's say. And there's a, basically there's a preemptive yes. You're just going to do, all right, I'll go for it. <laughs> it's sort of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. So Thank you. the only reason why we're doing these talks was because David from England slash Ireland got in touch with me and asked me to. We probably wouldn't have come up with it, probably. So someone did came up with it. And then here we are. So that's what mostly happens in my life. <laughs> it looks like someone has an idea for me. I see it as a, a, I see a different source than them, the idea. And I follow the idea and here we are. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. I did make a $10 donation though as well. Remember Paul? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, God, we'd be three times. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah no. I, you know, uh, yeah. Whatever. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Let's say Thank goodbye. You. Yeah, say goodbyes, mate. Thank you. Let me say goodbye to everyone. Walter, Roman, Emily. Nice to see you, Emily. There's Kurt and Linda. Nice to see you, Linda. Kurt. Yeah. Jono from the UK, Phoenix. Phoenix is from Arizona, eh? El Paso, somewhere. <laughs> I thought it was, we got Joe, I know where Joe's from, the Bronx, yeah. We got Helen Lebowski, we got Nina. Nice to see you, Nina. Rick from Toronto, Marty, as always. Debbie, Debbie, your pictures are sort of uh, off there. We got Randy. He's inside a vehicle, not a police car. That's good. <laughs> we got the goddess vision. Goddess vision. Nice yeah. to see you. John W. We got Sharon P. Nice to see you, Sharon. Raven just disappeared. Suzanne Matlock Aram. Nice to see you, Suzanne. We got Ann from Chicago, John W. Uh, let's see, we got Dave from New York City, Chris from Mammoth Lakes, Malcolm from the middle. We got Georgette Brown, Jeff Penfield. I know you, Jeff, Southern California, Jack G. Hey, Jack, I think your friend got in touch with me. Uh, I may have lost the thread. Ask her to get in touch with me again, I think. Amy from Seattle. iPhone. Dana. Blue Sky. It's nice. Jack G is on the move again. Uh, some anonymous folks. Hey, thank you so much for this opportunity, folks. I'll see you soon.
I'll give you a bell this week, Paul. Thanks very much. Yeah, Cheers, please. Mate. I'll see you guys. Hey, we'll Thanks, be Paul. there Saturday on the non-duality, yeah. Wednesday non-duality, Tuesday, Thursday recovery. Yes. Yeah, there's another meeting at uh, on Saturday, which is also more on non-duality. If you've never been before, you can go to zenbitchslap.com, Paul's website. There's a Zoom room there, and it's well worth it. Let's say it's 1.30 Pacific time, uh, what's that, 4.30 Eastern and 9.30 UK, 10.30 uh, Europe. So, yeah, please go Early, on. They're awesome. Australia, yeah. All right, yeah. see you guys. Thanks a lot. Cheers now. Thank you. Thanks a lot, everyone. See you later. Stop right. recording, Mike. Oh, All right, I'm you. just um, going to...